Welcome to Musically Challenged, your weekly helping of random music conversations based on whatever topic the guys choose. Their goal is to entertain and inform you on a variety of themes. This podcast is an expression of their lifelong love and commitment to music. Simply stated, music is life. Thoughts and comments expressed here are the opinions of Chad and Lou, and not necessarily those of Al Seeger or Point of Insanity Game Studios. Caution, this show may include adult themes and language. Once again, welcome to Musically Challenged. Here are your hosts, Chad and Lou. Welcome to Episode 5 of Musically Challenged, your weekly helping of random music conversations based on pretty much whatever topic we want. I'm your uninebriated host, Lou Schwabach, and along with me is this also sober Chad Knight. This week, we'll be talking about alcohol and or drinking songs. Songs about drinking songs pretty much go all the way back or since music has been around. They span across all genres, from traditional blues songs speaking about drinking to either just flat out getting drunk, the ease of heartbreak, or a troubled mind, or other assorted reasons. However, that's not really the case anymore. The hooch sneaks into the musical lexicon more and more nowadays in all genres, especially hip-hop and rap conversations about high-end liquor or just drinking, period. Today, Chad and I will be talking about a few songs that grabbed our attention regarding drinking the alcohol. So huh. take it away, Chad. All right. How you doing, Lou? Pretty good. How about yourself? Hey, I can't complain too much. And, uh, you know, maybe after this, uh, we're done with this episode, maybe we'll be just as drunk as the songs we're going to talk about. I think that's a pretty damn good idea, actually. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to kick this one off with a one of the classic alcohol songs. Uh, one Bourbon, One Scotch, One Beer by George Thorogood and the, and the Destroyers. Oh, yeah. I heard this song plenty being, you know, in college, actually. They play that at the bars all the time. Oh, yeah. It's, it's one of those classic bar songs, drinking songs, just in general. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those songs. But when you really listen to the song, it's a song about the hardships of a young man who can't pay his rent. You know, that's how it all starts out. He, he's there. He can't pay his rent. Uh, his landlady's on him about it. He jumps ship in the middle of the night to go have a bourbon, a scotch, and a beer. Which, if I'll tell you what, if you've ever tried to do that, it's terrible. Yeah, I would assume so. I've never, I've never attempted it, but uh, the whole mixing liquor thing is one thing, but this just the, the flavors just do not go well together. Well, you know, and especially the fact that I only like one of the three of those things. Beers. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So anyway, uh, let's take a listen to a short bit of this song. Don't you have no fear. I want one bourbon, one scotch, one beer, one bourbon, one scotch, one beer. All right, now it is a fun song, and it's still kind of disheartening. In 1977, this song was so desperate for the general person. Person, you know, this was guy crying out about the way the world was working in 1977 and today it's still working the same way yeah it's kind of an everyman song i mean it doesn't matter what area that you're from if you're from upper class lower class whatever it's still going to be applicable now my question to you especially after the last couple episodes we did did you know this was a cover actually i did not who was the original the original the cover was done by amos milburn in 1953 the song was written by rudy toombs this song surely puts alcohol in the front and, uh, and as a fix to a problem. Imagine that, right? So what do you got, Lou? All right, well, my first one that I've got is a little bit more contemporary than that. It's Red Solo Cup by Toby Keith. It's a modern song. It's country, which I'm not a huge country fan, but I like the country rock. So like your Toby Keith, your Darth, uh, Garth Brooks, etc. Why I think it is, it's just a simple and fun ode to one of those commonly used, well-known, versatile drinking implements that's out there. 
it's a quintessential party supply. And he even mentions it in this song, you know, you can get different cups, but it's just for red. And I hear this song and just imagine some drunken frat boy holding it up in front of him, singing to it, which it makes me chuckle. I know some people hate this song, but I find it hilarious. Love him or hate him, I think it's a perfect example of a drinking song. And let's take a listen in here. Red Solo Cup, I fill you up. Let's have a party, let's have a party. I love you, Red Solo Cup. I lift you up. Proceed to party. Proceed to party. And, you know, bonus points for me is because this song has a chorus that's, like, really easy to remember and how long to, even if you're completely ripped up and toasted. Red Solo Cup. Exactly. I feel you up. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm a, I like that song. Again, I probably listen to more country music than you do. I would agree. But I'm not a huge country fan. My wife listens to country music, so that kind of I kind of get stuck in that in that sometimes. But I also grew up in a household of country. But if you you and I are the same age, so I think the household of country that you grew up in was more of the classic country though, Absolutely. which is more of the uh, let's just put it out there depressing country. <laughs> it's the country I prefer actually. I prefer that over the new because the new stuff is to me it's like 90s rock and roll with a twang. It's cro- it's crossover. Yeah, I, I would say that's good. And what you got for me now? Uh, drink of water. No, um... I've not heard that one. Who did it? <laughs> no, actually, uh, what I got up next is another country song. It's uh, Tequila Makes Her Clothes Fall Off by <laughs> Joe Nichols. <laughs> Number one, I like any song, I don't care what genre it is, that mentions Bon Jovi. That's, that's a bonus to anybody. Um, but this 2005 release has this magical phrase in it. Margaritas at the Holiday Inn... My only thought was tequila makes her clothes fall off. Now, this is a song about an issue that a young lady has that could be a problem or a bonus depending on who you are. For the significant other for that person, it would be a liability, I'm sure. But for everyone else around her, it's giddy up. Right. So, I don't know. You know, everybody says they have that alcohol that they've drank in the past that they can't even look at. They can't smell. They can't drink anymore. Tequila is that one for me. Really? Yes. Oh, man. I was in high school. Oh, my. I probably shouldn't tell this story. But I was in high school. The statute of limitations, I think, is a little bit over by now. Is it? I don't know. I just graduated a couple of years ago, right? <laughs> you have some property to sell, don't you? I do. But anyway, no. Uh, it was me and two buddies, and one of the guy's mother had just gone to Mexico. Came back with a bottle of tequila. It had the worm in the bottom. Oh, my. So it was a challenge, I suppose. Well, no. It was the three of us. I mean, none of us were big drinkers. But the three of us, we decided to put this bottle down. I don't know where. Some point in the night, I actually blacked out, which I've done once. That was that night. And we woke up in the morning. All three of us are hungover as hell. And the worm is gone. We don't know who drank it, who ate it, who whatever, but it was never found. Wow. I mean, that's kind of the stereotypical thing. is like the worm in the bottle and who can get to it and everything else. So that's that's where my question came from, too. So that's the unfortunate part is now you don't even know. Right. And that's the sad part. And... I always maintain that I'm the one that ate it, so I never have to do it again. That's a way to go with it. I fortunately have gotten stupid with liquor before, and unfortunately mine that I can't even smell without almost gagging is kind of a, it's apple pucker. Really? Apple pucker? Apple pucker because I had a really bad night at Lopno's. Okay. After work where I want to say it was a case of beer and maybe about a dozen shots, 
Ooh. Yeah, and the only thing I remember tasting ever was that apple pucker. So every time I smell it, it turns my stomach. <laughs> well, back to tequila makes her clothes fall off. Uh, let's go ahead and take a quick listen. All right. I told her put an extra layer on. I know what happens when she drinks Patron. Her closet's missing half the things she bought. Yeah, tequila makes her clothes fall off. All right, and I think that speaks for itself. So what do you got, Lou? Well, the next one I have is by one of my favorite bands, actually, ACDC, and the song is called Have a Drink on Me. Pretty self-explanatory Yeah, uh, what I, we're talking about on this. I really like that song, too. Um, ACDC released a song that's really nothing more than a description of a, a raucous night out in the pub. They talk about drinking different kinds of liquor and the subsequent inebriation effects, such as dizzy, drunken fighting. While you don't need liquor to have a party to have a good time, this song definitely makes a good argument against that. Because. Well, here, here's a question for you. I have an alcohol that makes me want to fight. Okay. Do you have one of those? No, actually. For whatever reason, whenever I get a little bit uh, fuzzy, I get giggly as hell. I turn into like a little girl, apparently. Yeah, normally I get very loud. Louder than I normally am. Uh, me too, yeah. And um, And I like to have a lot of fun. But there's one alcohol out there. If I drink more than three shots, well, more than two shots, because the third shot gets me to the point where I want to start punching people. Okay. Take, take a guess. Well... Is it tequila? No, it's not tequila. Okay, well, let's see here. Um, well, I'm trying to think of things. Whiskey. A specific one, Jack Daniels. Really? Yes. We figured this out when Nikki and I were first married. <laughs> we're out drinking, and there's some dude sitting at the bar, and I just about... I mean, Nikki more or less had to drag me out of the bar. And that's not my personality at all. No, no. I, I That makes... That actually is a little bit hard to believe, really. So I don't drink Jack Daniels. You know, I have to say, there's a funny story about Jack, and this was actually for my 21st birthday. I celebrated it with my parents. I really didn't drink until I was 21 or so, or so. And uh, <laughs> me and a whole bunch of family members, including a couple people that you probably know from from gaming, John and um, yep. et cetera, we went out to Jamar's, which is out on 52. Okay. And my quote-unquote uncle, he's my dad's cousin, so he's always been Uncle Jerry, took me to the bar and said, okay, you can either have a shot of Jose or a shot of Jack. Okay. And I'm like, fine, give me the shot of Jose. And I didn't do the training wheels, and to this day, I still don't know how to do the training wheels. It's just straight shots for me. Okay. So as soon as I finished that, he's like, ha, I was just kidding, and handed me the shot of Jack, so I had to do that anyways. Oh, well, he should have done all three. You should have just done a three wise men. Yeah, I was pretty damn close to that. Yeah, because so... you, you had Jack and you had uh, Jose. What was it, Jim, I think? Yeah, you needed Jim. And actually, you mix... A shot of each together, and you do three shots at once. At least that wasn't the seven C's, though. I'm not familiar with that one. The seven C's is the first seven bottles the bartender sees. No. I am not kidding. No. No, it, it can be terrible, and then we could actually even talk about drinking games. That's something a little bit different. We did a 7 14 I'll talk about it later, but basically at seven, one person names the shot, 14 pays for it, 21 drinks it. Ooh. So depending on how well you're rolling that night, you could never pay and never drink, which is how I did. And the guy that we were playing with ended up paying and drinking most of it. It starts off real nice with like, oh, Lemon Drop or Applejack or something like that. But later on, it turned into a the top row, left, fifth from the left, bottom row, third from the right. Oh, yeah. See, I did. We, I, were, I, we were dicks to that guy. I was, shaking, I was shaking dice one night, and every time one guy in the group won, he made us all do shots of uh, ginger brandy. Oh, asshole. Could be worse. Could be uh, blackberry brandy. I like blackberry brandy. You can keep that shit. That's gross. No, ginger brandy is gross. I'll take your word for it. I don't ever want to try it. 
It just uh, I like ginger ale, but anyway, back to I think we got a little off of ACDC. We here. did a little bit. I think we should listen to it to kind of come back to it. So, anyway, I think the song pretty much speaks for itself. I mean, it's have a drink on me. Yeah, I would agree. So what you got for me? Uh, well, I've got one that uh, is actually about a type of alcohol that I don't tend to drink. Red Red Wine by the UB40s. Not a big wine guy, but this is a song about using alcohol to forget about a lost love. It's done in a reggae style. It's got an island feel to it, I say. Um, and it's still making sure that you understand it's a sad song. So, listen to this. So in 1983, they did this cover of the Neil Diamond's original that he did in 1968. I think I like this one better. I think the rumor that I remember reading or the story behind it is that uh, Neil Diamond was actually out on vacation or whatever and heard it and didn't even realize it was his own song. Right. And I actually read that now when he does it in concert, he does it as a tribute to UB40. Oh, nice. He likes, he likes their version better than what he did. Kind of like um, with Bob Dylan and Jimi Hendrix with right. Along the Watchdog. Yeah, we talked about that. Right. So uh, what do you got next, Lou? Well, next one I have is an old country song. It's by Roger Miller. It's called Chug-a-Lug. Chug-a-Lug, Chug-a-Lug. Exactly. And this one actually is a little personal for me because there's a tavern that we used to go out to called Hammerdown. It's out in Mosinee, so shout out to them. Headed up, it's a fun bar. That um, They would always play this on the guitar, or on the guitar, on the jukebox. I apologize. And this song itself is just fun to listen to, and it's really just, it's a comical little song about having your first drink at an underage. And they're not just drinking, they're drinking White Lightning. They're drinking Moonshine. They're they're drinking Ghost Dog. Yeah, they're drinking just nasty stuff, and just uh, have a listen. Chug a look, chug a look. Make you want to holler, holler, ho. Burns your tummy, don't you know. Chug a look, chug a look, chug a look, chug a look. Now, I would wager that a lot of people have remember their first drink, um, like when, when they first have. I mean, my first was when I was really young. My dad and mom were actually Jack Daniels fans. They still are. And I found a little shorty, like the little hotel bottles. Okay. And I was just where I shouldn't have been, and I found it and pulled it up. My dad's like, sure, smartass, go ahead and try it. <laughs> so, of course, I finished like the neck of that little mini bottle. My face turned beet red, and I just did smooth. <laughs> I, I actually have two first drinking stories because the first one I don't remember. It was New Year's Eve. I was two years old. My mom's mixing drinks for people at the party. She puts a double shot of rye on the counter, as the story goes. She turns her back to grab something else. I grab that double shot and I shoot it. Oh, my. And so then she took, because, you know, the, the, the prevailing thought at the time was, well, drink coffee. Coffee will sober you up. You know? <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, so then they had a hyper-drunk little two-year-old. 
Uh, but the first time that I drank that I remember, it was a 4th of July party. We were at uh, one of the neighbor's houses in town. We snagged a six-pack. It was me and uh, my my elder brother and then two of the neighbor kids. And we go hide behind the wood, wood pile, and we're all drinking, right? And I think I must have been nine, ten years old. And we get through this six-pack, and all four of us are just shit-faced. And uh, oh, oh, the days when a six-pack will get four people drunk. <laughs> right? And uh, the, they eventually, you know, the parents are like, where the hell are those kids? And they find us, and we think we're all just, you know, we're dead. And they just all start laughing. They just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. So, you Som- know. Sometimes parents can be cool that way. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it was, it was, it was strange because you got drunk, but then you went back to the party and you started eating food and you were fine. That that's my first drinking story. A little, and I have to just interject a little bit. A little bit of an addendum for me was um, that previous story I told you about um, with uh, Pucker. Right. That was after work, and I was supposed to be to work the next day at 7 a.m. with my dad. I didn't roll into home until about three, and I was pretty much in the bathroom until about 5:30. He gets up at quarter to six. Ooh, how'd that go over? I wrote a note. And said, I don't feel well, I'm not coming into work today. And went to bed. I wake up at 3 o'clock when he comes home. And he comes in with this shit-eating grin on his face. And sa- and shows me the note and says, based on this note that I that I got this morning, I wasn't going to wake you up and make you come in. Because my dad was my boss. Oh, okay. That was the one, the, the cool parent story. Because he really could have made my life terrible that day. Yeah, yeah. And most parents would have, most likely. That would have been a different time. <laughs> but, you know, getting back with this, I just want to put out here, too, is that while the song Chuggalog is about drinking underage, we do not condone doing it at all. Agreed. Not only is it illegal, but it's irresponsible. And that's your public service message for the day. Hey, we have our first PSA. Woo! <laughs> all right. The next song I have actually is a uh, one of my favorites. Now, we were talking about country music and how I really like old country music. There's a Tear in My Beer by Hank Williams Sr., Okay. And I, I say senior because later on I have a song by Hank Williams Jr. But anyway, um, th- this is just a song about a man whose woman left him and he's drawn in his sorrows in a mug of beer. This song uh, was released in 1951. It was recorded during one of the famous uh, Hank Williams Sr. Nashville sessions. So listen to this. Leave my eyes, there's a tear in my beer. Cause I'm crying for you, dear You are on my lonely mind So I love this song, and I love that old country music. Hank is one of my favorites. He's he's kind of the one of the godfathers of country music, if you really think about it. Right, yeah, you know, and it always, when I talk about Hank, it always reminds me of the scene from uh, Blues Brothers. Oh, where, sure. Where they're, you know, they're trying to do their first gig and they get to the place and they're trying to oh, pretend Bob's Country Bunker. Yeah, Bob's Country Bunker. And the lady in there, she's so happy. She's like, and they ask her, what kind of music do you guys play here? And she says, we play both kinds, country and western. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the, that's, I'm sorry. If, if you're into any kind of music at all, that movie is fantastic. Absolutely. So what do you got next, Lou? Well, for me is actually, it's kind of a song, but it's more of an instrumental if you think about it. And that is the Champs Tequila. Okay. The, 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 the uh, Pee Wee Herman song. Yes, exactly. Um, and we'll just jump into this right away because everybody knows it, but let's listen for a minute. Love. 
Now, tequila is kind of a question mark because, once again, as I mentioned, there's really no verses to it. So it's not like your know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. So it could be an instrumental, but at the same time, it's also it has one word to it, and that's tequila. So it's technically a song. It's a piece of music that I don't know. I don't know of anybody who's not heard this before. I mean, they know they've heard it if they've seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure um, yep. or The Sandlot, for example, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Cheech and Chong's next movie, all of which feature this piece of music with the dirty sax, and they all know where to yell the word tequila. And you know, who doesn't like some dirty sax every now and then with a shot of tequila? There you go. I like it. I like the uh, the little bit of uh, innuendo you threw in there. Um, so anyway, uh, my next song is uh, Family Tradition by Hank Williams Jr. Okay. Now, this was released in 1979. It's about how he and some others like me, in quotes, have broken the family tradition, meaning the country music family, because, you know, they had just started kind of going towards what we call country rock now. You know, Hank Williams sure. Jr. was one of the one of the forefront guys in that. And there was a few others, and he asked the poignant question, Hank, why do you drink? Hank, why do you roll smoke? Why must you live out the songs that you wrote? Well, here, just give it a listen. Get on me, want to know, Hank, why do you drink? So what are your thoughts on this, Lou? You know, and I've been listening to, the, to Hank for quite a while. Um, of course, this isn't one of the first ones that comes to mind. It's a good song, and it's a really good drinking song. And you're exactly right. It's, you know, Family Tradition is another one where you can sing along to the song if you know it at all, regardless if you're drunk or not. I enjoy it. All right. Excellent. So uh, what do we got next? All right, next one we're going to stick in the vein of country because apparently it seems that country's good for drinking. It makes me drink. <laughs> well, fair enough. But then again, you're used to it, and what does that tell me? It tells me that if you start listening to the country, you're going to start drinking. Fair enough. What I have here is a song called Pretty Good at Drinking Beer by Billy Currington. It's, it's a lot like ACDC's Have a Drink on Me. The song really doesn't disguise anything. Basically, Billy Currington states without beating around the bush that he's kind of a slacker who doesn't really care to do a whole hell of a lot, except for he's kind of semi-pro at drinking beer. Let's listen. A go-getter, well, maybe I'm not. I'm not known for doing a lot. But I do my best work when the weather's hot, hot. I'm pretty good at drinking beer. To me, this is just kind of a straightforward song dedicated to the quote-unquote regular guys out there who may not be really handy, but definitely have a skill somewhere. What makes you handy at drinking beer? Or what makes you good at drinking beer? Is it that you can continue once you're beyond the point of being able to pop the top yourself? Well, you know, or maybe it's that you can stay sober after more than one. Ooh, who can do that? Who can't do that? My wife. Well, your, your wife is like a toothpick, though. And she doesn't drink all that much. So up next, I, I actually, this one is a real fun song. I think I really enjoy it. It's called It's 5 O'Clock Somewhere by Alan Jackson, and that features Jimmy Buffett. Alan Jackson released this in 2003 uh, to widespread success. 
Basically, this is a song about no limits on when you start drinking for the day because it's 5 o'clock somewhere. He's joined by uh, Jimmy Buffett, who reinforces the fact that drinking whenever is fine as long as it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Let's give it a listen. Pour me something tall and strong Make it a hurricane before I go insane It's only half past twelve But I don't care It's five o'clock somewhere Now the real question is, Lou, with your next song, can you top this one? You know, and that's that's going to be hard, actually, because with 5 o'clock somewhere, it's exactly right. It is 5 o'clock somewhere, and anybody who is of age and drinks has used this argument before. Yeah, that's I, true. Especially, you know, let's put it this way, Sunday morning games, Sunday morning Packer games, for example. Normally, they start at noon, which is kind of the quote-unquote acceptable time. Right, but, right. But if you're not a church-going person or you went on Saturday, it's not uncommon to get pregame at 10 o'clock in the morning. And have the Bloody Mary. Bloody Marys are like breakfast in a can, or in a in a jar. Also known as the hair of the dog, if you really want to get into it. Well, yeah, there's that. Now, okay, as a fun drinking song, I'm going to go ahead with my next one. And it's actually by, shocking, another country artist. It's the Zac Brown Band with a song called Whiskey's Gone. Now, this is another song to forget or get by with a relationship, which I'm kind of sensing a trend here. <laughs> and it, it's a contemporary country track. While it's a... I'm going to put a question mark here, sad situation. A guy comically sings about heading down to the bar and going a bit nuts on the booze. Let's give a listen. Ask the bartender told me it was time to go. I told him that he could lick my sack. Whiskey's gone, but I ain't leaving. There's got to be a way to get it back. It's a fun song. I like it. Um, I chuckle every time I hear it because of the bartender-singer exchange where he, the bartender told me it was time to go. I told him he could lick my sack. You know, <laughs> you know and, and I'll tell you what. I've been, to the, I've been inebriated to the point before that if I knew the bartender could take a joke, I could see myself with half of a bag on saying something like this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's one of those songs. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those songs. You're right. It's, it's fun. It's fun, yeah, absolutely. It's a good, it's a good laugh, and you know, country has found a way to do that, where they went from singing about drinking and being depressed and all that kind of stuff to singing about drinking, being depressed, but having fun while you do it. You know, even though it's, we're gonna go back to one of yours, the tequila makes your clothes fall off. While it's not a sad song, it's kind of happy because he doesn't sound really too upset about it. No, because I think he means she's coming home later. Hopefully to him. Right. <laughs> All right, so the last one that I've got for today's episode is, uh, strangely enough, um, I saved this one for last because I thought it was fitting, Alcohol by Brad Paisley. Okay. This uh, 2005 country song tells a story of alcohol and its power it has over you when you imbibe. It's got lines like, I've been known to cause a few breakups, and I've been known to cause a few births. All this is true. I mean, I'm sure we all know somebody who got drunk and got pregnant. I'm sure we all... Or who was conceived... Well, their parents, their parents were drunk. Or, you know, um, someone who uh, broke up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend because of alcohol. You know, or, so Or who alcohol caused them because they were a dick when they were drunk. Right. So it's kind of scary how honest alcohol is. Let's listen to this clip. Yeah, since the day I left Milwaukee Big money. Yeah, I got you in trouble 
best times you'll never remember with me. This is meant as a cautionary tale, which seems to end up as a checklist for a lot of guys and gals out there. Tell me you haven't been there, Lou. Well, you know, and I'm, I like this song. At first I was, when I was first introduced to this, of course, I remember hearing about the chorus of it, which mentions Milwaukee. And of course, being a Wisconsinite, whenever we hear anything, any cities and town or whatever mentioned, it's just, you got to swell with a little bit of pride. It doesn't matter what the song's about, as long as it's not about like serial killers. But if they mention it, well, but we have those too. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, with play, uh, the butcher of Plainfield. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Ed, Ed Gein. Gein. We yep. had Ed Gein. We had um, Dahmer. Yep, Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't know where I'm going with this. I, it's okay. Getting back, I'll just kind of pick up pick up the ball and run with that one. There's a little bit of pride with it, but you're right. It is a bit of a cautionary tale, and it does tell you you're you're right. I never even thought about it. It is kind of a checklist. Yeah, it definitely, absolutely could be a checklist. You're like. All right, uh, break up, got that. Uh, oh, got that girl pregnant, so there's that. We got... It could very easily be that way, so... Oh, absolutely. Uh, are you wrapping this up? Tell me it's not country. You know what? I've got a, I've actually got about three or four more left, but I will not do country, but I'm going to end on something that is even a little further back than country. Okay. Polka. 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 The Beer Barrel Polka by Frankie Yankovic. Okay, now, fair he enough. he is not the original guy who did this. This was done way long ago. In fact, I found out that it was composed by a Czech musician in 1927. Oh, wow. Okay. But with no lyrics, and then it became famous with lyrics um, in 1939. It was the 70s version with Frankie Yankovic that became the most popular. I just enjoy it. Here, here let's listen to it for a second. Roll out the Now, why I picked this one is because it's in the damn title. I mean, it's the beer barrel polka. They talk about, you know, rolling out the barrel and having a good time. Once again, you don't have to drink to have a good time, but this one pretty much argues that case to a T. He talks about, you know, I'm not going to heaven unless they've got some beer. That is a different one, but... Uh, you're right, it is. I'm sorry. But that's also a good example that we could have used. Being from Wisconsin, I'm sure you've been here your entire life. Is that correct? I have been here my entire life. Okay. If you've watched any Packer games, Badger games, Brewer games, you have heard this song. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hell, even high schools use this to a degree. Not so, so much anymore, but they did at one time. Now it's kind of... It's reserved more for college now because college people are in theory of age. Yeah. I say in theory very loosely. Well, I can I can attest to that because when my daughter leaves for college next year, she will not be of age. She will not even be 18 yet. Good for her, bad for you. Yes, um, so anyway, that, that kind of wraps this one up, I think. Yeah, I think we touched on quite a few. Now, there is one that I'm going to put out here, and this is, is the only one that I have that I wanted to include at the end because it is terrible. Okay, so... I, I hate this song. Hey, you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? A bonus song. <laughs> and you may disagree with me. People who are listening to this may disagree with me, and that's fine. Send us some comments in the email. It's the song Shots by LMFAO featuring Lil Jon. I'm just going to put the clip in there for a second, and then I'll talk about it. Now, 
with a title like Shots, how can you not associate it with drinking? The singer, and I have to say the annoying-voiced Little John, okay, because his voice just grates on me like chalkboard nails, goes on about drinking in the club and how everybody loves him. I've had this misfortune of hearing this song a few times, and each time it's pretty much the same situation. It's a group of usually already drunk, quote-unquote, woo girls, or loudmouth guys who plays the song, end up getting irritatingly rowdy and rude to the bartender while demanding shots repeatedly, as if they need a, drink, a reason to drink anymore. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree with you. Um, I'm not familiar with the song, but just from uh, the little clip we listened to there and what you had to say about it, I don't think I'd enjoy this song. No, no. I mean, and this is the modern hip-hop, you know, talking about Crystal and Patron and everything else and shots and being in the club and all this other stuff. And, and no, no, no. Just no. No. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that wraps us up for this week. Remember to send us emails to musicchallengepodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at uh, Musically Challenged Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good evening. <laughs>